Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're listening to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beaker System with Steve Statler. I've seen everything in my beacon career. I've seen, you know, beacons attached to chickens and quadrocopters, precise landing and beacons. We want to be the company to actually show how the beacon will look like, right? So you will be able to beaconify uh, your fridge, your car. There are customers now buying and deploying 100,000 beacons and deploying them, you know, um, uh, across the entire country. Experience is the only product, right? Welcome to the latest edition of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beaker System interviews in partnership with Proxbook. My name is Steve Statler of Statler Consulting, uh, and this is a um, Northern European, Central European edition of our, um, our guide. Uh, we're using uh, Estonian technology for the connection. We're using Skype uh, to talk to the CEO of Estimote, who seems to shuttle uh, between uh, all sorts of different countries, but America and uh, his native Poland, where a lot of his colleagues are based. So I'm really excited to be uh, interviewing Jacob Krzyc, uh, who's the CEO and co-founder of Estimote. And the first question, Jacob, is how should I really have pronounced your name if I was Polish? Uh, um, my, my pleasure to join the interview. Thank you for inviting me. And, uh, you know, the, you did a great job. This is how my American friends call me. Uh, the real Polish version is really hard, so I'll try to, I'll try, uh, it's Krzyk, Krzyk, very complex uh, Polish name, so, you know, it's always funny to watch, you know, uh, how my friends are trying, you know, uh, to do their job, but yeah, let's, uh, Jacob, Jacob Krzyk is something I'm used to. Very good, well, I appreciate your tolerance, and, and for anyone who wants some light entertainment, go on uh, 
YouTube and watch really educated professors, Stanford, try and pronounce Jacob's last name and uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great leveler. So, okay, um, uh, you know, Estimo are just huge, huge in the, uh, the, the, the beaker system or the, the Bluetooth beacon ecosystem proximity market. Um, but for uh, people that, that don't know you, maybe you can just kick this session off and give us a, a brief introduction into what you do. Absolutely. So, so Estimode is a company that we founded in 2012, and um, you know we always had that vision that there's there's some change going on into the, you know how people build software, how they develop mobile apps, how they combine offline and online. So Estimode is basically um, a technology company that is trying to enable developers, and especially mobile developers, to build this new type of magical experiences in a physical environment. So we help them providing, you know, everything they need, which is, you know, beacon technology, in the location algorithm, SDKs. Uh, there's also a vibrant community uh, we're building around, uh, and you know our objective is very very simple. We just want to we want to push things forward. We want to um, enable most you know different experiences, all verticals, um, on top of you know location and sensors and 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 other technologies. Very good. So it's more than just about beacons. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely you know it's it's we would say it's it's about changing the way the developers and designers build and test and deploy these new type of experiences. So we have this very strong vision that the future of software uh, is not all is not about designing apps for the for the phones or or watches or tablets. The future of software is is how to build apps and install them on top of physical world on top of you know one retail store and then uh, distributing the same app the same experience into many retail stores or maybe one airport and running that app that experience on many airports so it's a kind of something we call an operating system for the physical worlds which is which consists of many layers and it's a, it's a hardware layer there's there's like a software layer standards there is an entire you know security layer and management and and you know different different components so so it's way beyond you know beacons very good and i really like um, that reference i've heard you make it before to the fact that you're providing an operating system because i think that's right on and people really need to look at their approach, developers, uh, venues need to think about, yeah, we're choosing an operating system. It's like the old days when you had to say, well, am I going to go for, for Windows or OS2 or whatever the choices were? Um, and it's a commitment. Um, Definitely. And, and also, you know, at the end of the day, all these amazing pioneers and innovative people, they, they just want to build their domain-specific uh, applications and solve their domain-specific problems. Uh, mm, they just don't want to uh, play with RSSI signal and and you know X and Y position. The same way developers, they don't care about you know garbage collector or memory mem management. They just want to have an abstract layers APIs and they just want to build their apps, right? So so this is how we think about that, and and we're trying to solve many difficult problems. Uh, for developers, so it's easier and faster to build these new type of, you know, proximity-based apps. Well, I think it's really interesting to to look at your company over the years, and uh, to me, it's it's a very clear presence in the market. You have a 
very distinctive design aesthetic that goes not just from your hardware but through to the website and and i think that you have benefited a lot from from that and we'll come back to that in a minute um and you really seem to have a focus on developers um and there's also kind of a i kind of detect an underlying philosophy about the hardware that this is we're in transition and you know this hardware is essentially disposable so i, I don't know whether i've how any of those three points, the design aesthetic, the market driven by developers and the disposable beacons, do you want to react to those and let me know whether I'm off base or on base? No, I, I think yeah, I think these are like great comments. So, you know, when it comes to the design, um, we, we've been um, uh, really obsessed about the, you know, the physical world and also the way people and human beings in general consume the physical world. And they consume it through their eyes, right? So they have like, you know, little antennas in their eyes that are like processing, you know, uh, uh, the, the wavelength of, vis of, of visible light. And, and then there are different apps installed in their brain they react you know what they see and then they can move they can interact with the physical world so basically uh, you cannot uh, you cannot be building physical uh, operating system for the physical world you cannot be changing the way people interact if you don't pay attention to the to the design and and the reason uh, we are so much obsessed about it is that we also know that uh, if you are like a large organization, if you are like retailer or an airport, uh, you have a lot of uh, talented team members representing different, you know, competences. And it's not only about the technology uh, that push that 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 makes you know the the innovation innovation uh, happening in these organizations. Because at the end of the day. Uh, your marketing people, your product managers, your designers, they also have to understand what that's all about. And when we show them, you know, green beacon, sending like a green message is a very simple, it's something that resonates with them very well. And, and they are afraid of, you know, PCB and wires and, 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 and they just, they, they want things to keep, to keep them very simple. So I think that's, that's like one way of, uh, of, of us trying to leverage great design to actually hack these organizations uh, and their processes because you know you cannot uh, work with uh, global retail um, and you know companies or, or massive airports if you do not find a way to create this collaboration between mobile people and backend people and, and designers and store and omnichannel and project managers and logistics. You know, there's many, many competences. So, so, so that's like one side of it. And, and another side, the reason beacons are colorful and they're like friendly is because we, we, be, we want to be transparent and we also want to be very honest with the consumers because we just don't want to install another black box, you know, spying you and tracking you. You don't know what that is and what it does. And, and you know, we want to be very transparent when you enter a museum and, we, and you see the, the famous estimate shape or color, you immediately know what that is because we are very honest. We told you. Uh, so, so, um, so this is how we think about about the design, and and we pay a lot of attention to all the aspects of our design, not only mobile and web, but also the PCB and 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 and, and other components. Um, and and also you mentioned the community, which is another um, kind of assets uh, of our uh, project. Uh, we believe that. Uh, 
single company, uh, even with the smartest developers, cannot you know change and cannot move forward at the velocity that will um, you know and that will result in in a meaningful change, right? So our objective is to inspire as many people as we can, and also support them in their innovative ideas and and you know i've seen everything in my beacon career i've seen you know beacons attached to chickens and quadcopters precise landing and beacons and 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 many different applications and 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 they are always an inspiration for us what we should build next what we should uh, improve and uh and that's an extremely important part of our um you know strategy um, when it comes to the battery life and beacons, you know, being disposed, so there are several um, reasons of our philosophy behind it. So, one one very um, strong reason is that if you think deeply about the physical world, you know, it's a complex place, right? It costs a lot to uh, to move from from A to B, and 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 also it requires a lot of efforts and energy. So when when we are talking to large retailers, uh, the one that have, for example, you know, two thousand locations in in entire you know country, it, it's uh, it's just impossible for them um, to maintain these beacons over time and replacing batteries or actually manipulating because cost of that operation would be way higher than actually cost of the initial uh, installation, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's why uh, we've never designed we've never designed beacons where you can replace the battery because we did the opposite way. You know, we have challenged uh, and inspired our engineers to keep innovating with the power management and 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 keep adding different sensors and. Keep saving energy and 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 because this is the this is the kind of this is the solution we believe in, and also uh, we all need to realize that uh, wireless technologies and especially Bluetooth low energy it does follow uh, more slow and every eighteen months there is an improvement by the factor of two. So um, Nordic, uh, the company uh, we we work with, um, you know. A few years ago, they have released their uh, their first chip, the NRF51, and 18 months later, they released another revision, which is uh, you know the power efficiency is 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 multiplied by two, which so which may, basically means that beacons that in the past could last three years, now the same beacon can last six years, and we expect that in 18 months they're gonna do it again. So like now beacon will last nine, ten years, and ten years is a time span that you don't have to optimize for more than that because you know in 10 years there will be completely different technology in our pocket and you know who knows what that's going to be so there's no reason to optimize for more there's a lot there in your answer which is a great answer um so in terms let's talk about we'll come back to the battery life thing later so let's uh let's just talk about the design aesthetic there and i mean for i think most people who have looked into the beacon ecosystem have seen your beacons because you seem to have benefited from the fact that whenever a journalist wants to write about it they look for something that looks sexy and so hey let's use beacons that are called lemon tart candy floss and sweet beetroot i mean these are just really attractive beacons um where did in i mean you uh are were a startup where did this design aesthetic come from was there a lot of debate about it and and who 
who comes up with these design ideas? Uh, yeah, thank you. So, you know, we have an amazing design team uh, located in, in Central Europe, um, both industrial and brand designers, and they did an amazing job, you know, trying to project our philosophy and the branding uh, and, and, and created a very uh, coherent uh, um, um, vision uh, how, how we should communicate our products. So, so uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that um, all the time. So our first design, and you can actually, if you, if you search uh, on TechCrunch, you can actually see John, John Biggs uh, uh, making some references to, to the bird. Because in the beginning, we thought that it's going to be cool to have a little bit more personalized. We always wanted to make it friendly. So in the beginning, uh, it, it was like a little bird. But then we, when we tested that with users, they just freaked out because it was just too, it was just mimicking like a, you know, some, you know, some like animal or like, you know, being that uh, they just didn't want that. And, and we thought, okay, we need to make it very neutral. We need to make it friendly, but very neutral. Something that mimics like a natural physical world. And and this is when we ended up with like kind of stone, stone, like a, a, a gam shape. shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, the philosophy behind that design is actually way more complex. So there is this mathematical formula. It's called Voronoi tessellation. So it's like a mathematical formula how you should divide the space so that the center of each cell has the exactly same distance to, to the border of the cell. And if you pay attention to your skin or uh, to many um, objects in the physical environment, they follow exactly the same formula of um, di- dividing the physical space. And that Voronoi tessellation was the very first inspiration how we should create our design. And basically what we did, we just created this tessellation in a, in a three-dimensional space. And we ended up with like a beautifully crafted uh, stones that we thought would be, a, uh, would be, reson- would be, would be amazing for, for our industrial design. Um, and also... Later on, when we started to deploy these beacons, we also understood that the beacons themselves, they also divide the space and they have range. And the way you locate different beacons in the, in the location, you also create this kind of cell network that does mimic exactly the same uh, you know, nature behavior. So we thought it's like a, we thought that concept has a capacity to, to build our brand on top of that. So, um, so, so yeah, so like, you know, this is about the shape and the branding. And when it comes to the funny names, you know, we always thought that, you know, the colors, uh, they, they, they all, they had an inspiration in, in the natural objects. So we, we, we just didn't want to create artificial colors. So, uh, believe me or not, but you know the 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 girls that been behind designing the the, um, the the you know our beacons, they've been testing different you know flavors of like you know beetroot and lemon tart and this and that, just inventing these funny colors. So it's just fine. It's cool. It's really cool. And and you're right. It does resonate with media and, and journalists and. And and also um, we when Apple when Apple announced iBeacon, they just mentioned standard, and we've been thinking, you know, oh my God, you know, people have no idea how it's gonna look like, but we wanna be the company to actually show how the beacon will look like, right? So we thought, you know, it should be easy to install, so it should has adhesive layer, 
it should be very very nice and soft to touch because these developers and these hackers in the beginning they will spend a lot of time manipulating and trying so we wanted to design something that it will be r nice to play with so they are made of silicon and also silicon from the um, you know environmental friendly perspective is a really nice material is a is a is a product um, 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 that is you know created from just oxygen and and uh, and, and 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 sand mm -hmm. so 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 basically it's um it's uh it's been you know we we spend a lot of time you know designing it very good so the the new beacons that have come out the uh, location beacons versus the proximity beacons um they have they, they pretty much look very similar do they to the original beacons uh, I, I know that there's you can have these general purpose input output connectors on them so that you can connect them to devices but would i other than the different colors would i see any difference in the old ones and the new ones well, from outside, there's not that much difference. So there are um, uh, there are some form factor improvements. So you know we have learned a lot when we launched our proximity beacons. Uh, you know more than two years ago, we have we have learned a lot from the community. So we have improved the adhesive layer, uh, and now it's like a really really strong tape. And it's also the tape itself is very intelligent. So you know we've we've noticed that people before they uh, deploy beacons into the final environment, they very often test different configuration, different setup. Um, so, so the tape we have invented is, you know, if you use it within the first 45 minutes, you can just remove it, just replace it, reposition freely. But after 45 minutes, it's going to be permanent and it's going to stay there forever right okay. so so um so it's like we really spend a lot of time there and also the form factor itself being a little bit optimized um you know those hackers and pioneers who want to get inside it's now much easier actually to get inside you got you don't have to cut the the the, the silicon skin, skin oh, yeah. anymore yeah. You, you can just open it and and you can get inside and just see our you know beautiful design you know uh, PCB, yeah. and and so so from from the outside, there are not that many differences. They're slightly uh, bigger, but of course inside they they are like a completely new generation of the hardware and the software. So first of all, uh, we have completely redesigned the the firmware uh, that the beacons are using. So um, in the past, it was only possible to advertise either iBeacon packet or um, or Eddystone with, for example, physical web. Mm -hmm. With the new beacons, you can simultaneously broadcast as many packets as you want. Uh, so, um, of course, there are some limitations to that. But you, if you if you are building both Android and iOS experiences, you don't have to ha you don't have to install multiple beacons. You just install location beacons, and you can keep advertising physical web one iBeacon, another iBeacon. And also, what's really cool about the new firmware is that you can change the range of these packets. So, so one beacon can broadcast long-range packets and short-range packets. So if you are uh, building some experiences that you want to trigger some message on a close proximity or very far away, you, you can do it with just one beacon. So like these packets that can have not only different type, but also different, different range. So it's really, really cool. Um, and of course, there's a lot of other innovations. So from the hardware perspective, they have ambient light sensor. So, so we are able to turn off the radio when it's dark and like people are not there anyway, right? Mm -hmm. um, they have a magnetometer. Well, very often when you install beacons, 
some people attach them to metal, you know, objects, walls. So we just want to be clear and we want to know how the metal environment will influence the, the antenna and, and, the, and the propagation signal. Um, they also have, um, you know, they also have motion sensor, they have uh, tem temperature sensor, so they're really sophisticated. And also from the hardware perspective, uh, like you mentioned, there is this general input uh, and output uh, slot that enable hackers to connect Beacon to any device or any object. And this is fascinating because in the beginning it was... Um, you um, and your apps, uh, you know, um, you know, changing or like changing the UI or, or or sending you messages whenever you approach different objects. But with the GPIO, you can beaconify any any physical device. So if you connect your beacon to your um, fridge or your uh, you know laundry or your washing machine, uh, you can either influence that machine by approaching it. So, for example, you can turn it on and turn it off only when you stand in front of it, or you can do it the other way. So you can take some data from the machine, for example, from the washing machine, you can take the status of your laundry and you can broadcast it so that your phone will be aware of, 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 of these data. So um, we believe that this is going to open another layer of innovation um, uh, in in the proximity, you know, industry where uh, where we will see truly magical experiences where when when doors will open just by you approaching them or or um, or some other you know fascinating uh, concepts. So just to clarify, because traditionally with beacons, they're kind of, it's a one-way thing. It's a lighthouse. It's broadcasting out. You've now got the beacon able to have this kind of dialogue with other hardware. But uh, and traditionally, when beacons have been controlling like vending machines, the it's the app on the phone that goes through the cloud and it says, "Oh, that's beacon one. That means it's vending machine number one. I'm going to talk to that." But now you're this paradigm. I'm actually establishing a connection with the beacon and and getting that to control the vending machine. Is that the way it works? Exactly. So Beacon itself, it has um, uh, several input-output. You can just, it's, it's purely software-defined, so you can decide whether it's an input or output. And uh, and whenever you connect an object to that physical beacon, so it, you need to you know you need to connect it physically. Uh, then you will be able over the Bluetooth and using the SDK manipulate and influence the the physical um, the physical object. Uh, so it, there is a connection, uh, and and it's 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 without Wi-Fi and cloud. It's just basically like you know uh, object like machine to machine right. uh, connection. So it's it's really really cool. So you, we could be underground, and you can still establish that connection between the phone and the beacon, and that. But so how uh, how many devices can you talk to with a GPIO connector? I haven't noticed a lot of them on the back of my fridge, but I've got an old fridge, so. Well, so the GPIO connector is something that is actually there to inspire hackers and, you know, Arduino or Raspberry Pi community because this is the way they, they used to connect different objects to these microcontrollers. So you can, you, you can actually connect your little, you know, like your, your lamp or your uh, garage door uh, through the GPIO a very, very simple way. But of course, uh, our development kits are there to inspire, and of course, if you want to build like a serious integration, 
uh, you just need to you, you can contact us and we'll give you the firmware we'll give you the software so you will be able to beaconify uh, your fridge your car or whatever whatever uh, uh, you're building so so the GPIO is mostly for the prototyping so it's something you can you know within a hackathon within a few hours you can very quickly put together a prototype show it to your coworkers or your customer and then once they like it once they like the experience you know you can move it to the next level, just integrating with the software and the chip and the firmware. So this is an important thing. So really, the, 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 beacon, the colorful beacons we're buying are the, like the prototyping platform, but for a production uh, beacon that's embedded in an appliance, then what you expect is whoever's making the appliance is going to license your software, firmware, embed it into that appliance. How many companies are actually doing that now? Well, so so you're right. When it comes to the developers, uh, the our development kits are designed to inspire and also to 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 help them quickly put together something that they can pitch internally, right? And and we don't envision these colorful beacons attached to your fridge or like you know a garage door. Uh, but you are right. The the objective for our company is to understand what are the applications, what are the use cases, and how we can help to scale it with our you know fleet management software, with the security components, and, and with APIs and so on, so on. And there are many companies already doing that. So we have, for example, one uh, company in Norway. It's a it's a they are uh, it's a furniture company. They design beautiful uh, furniture, chairs, and sofas. And they are integrating our beacons and actually stickers uh, uh, with their objects during the manufacturing process. So, so when you're actually buying a chair from this company, it is already beaconified and there's a companion app. And that companion app can sense how often you sit, you know, whether you move or not. It can, it can push a notification when there's like a new product available. So, so this is fascinating uh, on many different levels because... In a, in a showroom environment, it is as simple as you approaching that chair and taking a phone to just see the details about it and the price and the video. But when you take it home, you will, you know, the, 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 the manufacturer will have a new uh, type of data of the usage of this object, you know, when it, where it is located at your home, how often you use it, how many people, what they do. So... So we're really excited to see, and there's more. There are people integrating uh, beacons with, you know, with suitcases and with cars and, and you know, many different applications. You know, we've seen everything. Very good. Well, I, I'm going to we'll take a break from the easy questions. I'm going to ask you a very, very difficult question now. So um, you're, you're going up to the International Space Station. You're going to be on there for a year. And there's only enough bandwidth to send three albums for you to listen to for that year. What are the three albums you're going to take onto the ISS? Well, for, first of all, you know, I, I would love to get there somehow. So, you know, hopefully in the future it will be possible. And, and the great story is that we've, we've seen in our uh, database many orders coming from NASA. So probably beacons are already in this space anyway, <laughs> right? Okay. So, um, so yeah, when it comes to the uh, music, to be honest with you, I'm more like a visual person. So my, my visual senses are way more sophisticated than my, you know, the way I listen to the music. So I'm not like a music, you know, um, I'm not a good, good. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Person to talk about music at all. Uh, but when I watch the Martian movie and I've seen, um, and I've seen uh, how it is to be alone on another planet, I thought, well, that's a good idea, actually, to listen to the music composed on Earth just to kind of give you that, you know, atmosphere of Earth. So, I don't know. I would go maybe with Queen uh, or maybe with, you know, Elvis Presley. I, I'm not a music I'm not a music guy. Okay. We've got Queen, we've got Elvis Presley, and you've got room for one more, but... Maybe we'll come back uh, back to that later. Um, let's uh, get back to the business and just how uh, how is business? And I'm not expecting you to talk about your financials, but how many beacons are people buying these days? How many beacons have you sold? That's a that's a that's a great question. So you know, first of all, you know the business is great, and we see um, you know a lot of adoption. And 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 you know, two years ago. Uh, we've seen lots of experimentation. So this was mostly individual development kits and like three, six beacons being, you know, deployed and, and just maybe a small pilot. But uh, but over time, we see more and more large-scale deployment. So there are customers now buying and deploying 100,000 beacons and deploying them, you know, um, uh, across the entire country, you know, whether it's U.S. or, or it's Europe. Um, and of course, um, we all need to realize, and that's like there's some confusion on the market when, uh, about the I, about iBeacon and beacons in general. So you know, when when Apple announced iBeacon and when they put this i in front of this product, you know, everyone thought, oh my God, it's like a, it's a finished product. You know, I just I just deploy it and I will have more customers or or I will have data. Right, and and that's it doesn't work like this, and it's uh, you know iBeacon is just a standard, and and Apple initially, they actually they didn't they didn't tell people you know what to build and what are the use cases and how to scale it, how to secure it, so 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 companies like Estimode had to build it, right? So it took us a while to to build this entire stack, you know the cloud and the management and the security and 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 and, and all these APIs. So that's like one one aspect. And also another aspect and another confusion is that the value creation is actually through mobile experience because this is how consumers interact with the physical space. Right. They, they all have mobile phones and when they visit Guggenheim Museum in New York or when they visit FC Barcelona Stadium, so both are our customers, 
they can interact with the physical space in a new completely way, but they do it through the mobile app. And we all know that building mobile apps is hard and it takes time, yes. right? And, 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 it, and there is still a lot of challenges because you know it's an Android or different versions, different screens, and Bluetooth is not enabled, and different different chips and different antennas. So, so that's why um, you know the market sentiment and the market expectation was, oh my God, it's going to be beacons everywhere and it's going to change everything. Well, no, I mean it's a, it's a process, and that is why we're so much bullish on developers and we troubleshoot, we help them, we inspire, we spend a lot of time on hackathons, uh, you know, answer questions on Stack Overflow and Twitter, because we know it's a process, and our job as a company is not only to inspire what to build and what are the great use cases, but also how to deploy at scale. And and I'm telling you, you know. Deploying hundred thousand beacons uh, in the entire country is an operation itself. It, it's it's it it does require sophisticated software uh, to calibrate these beacons, to map them, to secure them, and uh, to also manage the the content behind them. So um so yeah, you know we are really excited and 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 there are like you know as a company we are you know producing millions of these. So you're making millions of beacons, and what, what would you say the split is between developers and that product, production? Because I, I think investors, I'm sure your investors, and just everyone that's looking at the market is trying to figure out where is it in the Jeffrey Moore crossing the chasm thing, and certainly it's been innovators and early adopters, and it sounds like there's a few folks that are now getting into production and deployment, but what's the ratio, would you say, between the number of developers who are just prototyping and the production usage yeah so you know it's a, it's a very standard funnel it's a, it's a funnel that people people are excited about and there's like a lot of you know trials and and, and proof of concept going on but but then of course a little bit less people actually build something that yeah. that is meaningful and it, 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 it delivers value and then even less uh, they actually deploy, and then even less, they're able to distribute because that's another challenge. Because it's not, you know, it's not only about deploying beacons and building the app. How to make sure that consumers will actually have the app, right? How to distribute that application? Whether you should do it with partners, or whether you should use some some cool technologies from Google that they just announced uh, that are like, you know, helping to solve that problem. So, so it's a, it's a funnel. It's a funnel, and 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 of course, our objective is to kind of make sure that more and more people go through that funnel and we push them to the next stage, to the next level, and just trying to figure out what are the problems and we will fixing these problems on the fly. Makes sense. Um, so if we look at, say, um, you know, the, the, one of the first national deployments were, was Apple, uh, with, uh, and they deployed the gimbal beacons, which... You know, it wasn't a fantastic user experience. Uh, I still see the beacons there, but it's like you're hardly aware of them, and I don't think they're really making a, a big difference. But that was a, a milestone. And then, of course, you had like Shopkick who were going, and they did the, the national uh, deployment with some brands, but they're still kind of segueing from the audio to the physical beacon. H have, have you got a customer who has sounds like they've bought 100,000 beacons have they actually deployed them do we have national deployments uh, at a tier 1 retailer where they're not just one check-in beacon at the door but they've got a beacon in every department does that exist yet in the market 
Yeah, there there are many. There are many, and you know, there are some we can talk about. There are some. They're still, you know, work in progress, and it's such a, you know, um, transforming experience that you know they they probably want to control their own story. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what what we try to um, understand when it comes to the market is that what are the verticals that can benefit from from this technology. So, you know, one, of course, re- you're mentioning retail is like one vertical, but, but there are also others. So there are airports and there are museums and there are uh, sports arenas and, and smart workplaces. And, and, and I will surprise you because if you ask the question, which vertical is actually r- uh, running the fastest and which is deploying, you know, uh, I was gonna it, ask that. that's good. Yeah, I will. I will surprise you because I I had no clue. To, you know, two years ago or like three years ago, I thought that museums, such as conservative places, will be the last to actually enter the game. But what happened is actually they are first to come. They are first to deploy these and build these amazing experiences. So you know, next time you're in in New York. I encourage you to visit Guggenheim Museum. They did an amazing job uh, and created bo- both Android and, and, and iOS um, app. So whenever you approach different objects and sculptures or paintings in the museum, you will immediately see uh, brilliant content, contextual, telling you the story from, from the author of the sculpture, showing, you know, playing the, playing the, playing the interview. Uh, and, and it's like really responsive. It's really consistent experience. Well done, well done. I, you know, I really encourage people to visit the Guggenheim Museum and also um, B- M- Brooklyn's Museum in New York. They also did an amazing job uh, reinventing the way museum can engage with the visitors. So what they did, they, they deployed beacons uh, in, the, in, the, in the exhibition hall. And also, they set up a small team of you know, real people, like you know, historians and like r- r- curators, and that team is actually sitting, you know, backstage and they know where you are in the museum. And because of the app, you can ask them anything about the particular sculpture or particular painting. And, and it's not, you know, it's not AI. It's not a bot. You know, people hate talking to bots. It's a human being. And you have new way of interacting with the museum. You can ask a question. They will guide you because they know where you are. They, it's, it's, a, it's a really fascinating experience, and they did an amazing job. Uh, and it does work. You can go there, download the app, and, and you, can, you, can, you can really engage with a really human being uh, and, and, and also learn more about the products and place and the history. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. So, so we, see, we see more museums. You, you know, there are so yeah. many museums. There is a... Um, uh, in Finland, a museum around um, uh, like some, you know, like to- you know, toys and kids. There are Angry Birds uh, uh, store, and there is a, a London National uh, Museum of Science. There is a San Diego Museum of San- Art has got your beacons, but they've hidden them. It's like your art museum. You've hidden this thing, and I, I do, you know. Uh, props to them for actually doing it, and, and I think the experience is good. Um, yeah, but 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 we believe that the entire retail and, and other industries they should be actually inspired by what museums are doing. And we've been thinking, you know, why why museums are so progressive these days. And then we ended up with one conclusion: that in the museum, experience is the only product, right? Yes. And beacons are awesome to improve that experience. 
And, 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 and we believe that retailers and brands, they should be really inspired uh, what museums did because they're great at delivering fascinating experiences in the physical world. Well, and I think, to, sorry to interrupt, but I think that extends to like the sports stadia. We've seen a lot of usage yeah. there because you're competing with TV. That's a tough competition, the TV and the sofa. So you've got to bring the physical to life. And so we've seen that. What about um, other verticals? Are you, um, uh, I think airports is obviously another one which has got a lot of press. Yeah, so so we yeah. we work with a number of airports, and definitely there's a lot of going on trying to reinvent the passenger experience, and there's a, there's massive potential there. So we're working with the Qatar Qatar Airlines. We've been working with EasyJet and Virgin and and in Manchester Airport and many 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 airlines, and um and definitely they are exploring both the indoor location. They're exploring digital signage, you know, uh, you know, personalizing the content on based on who you are. Uh, they are um, trying. They also trying to solve real problems because that's that's the kind of the hardest part of Deacon. Because sometimes people think, oh, you know, I'm gonna send coupon or like, oh, really? Is that mm -hmm. kind of is that solving anything? Yeah. So so like so you know, there is one European airline, and they they approached us and they said, listen, we have a very specific problem. You know, this percentage of passengers they end up on the wrong terminal and the wrong gate. They very often miss the flight. Our flights are delayed. We need to call them. It's a, the, the, it, it costs a lot. So uh, let's just solve it, right? So, so we said, yeah, it's very simple. Just put beacons each gate, each terminal. And people have already, you know, British Airways, Lufthansa, and Virgin America apps in their pockets anyway. So whenever you arrive at the wrong gate, wrong terminal, they're going to tell you, hey, Jacob, you know, this is actually wrong gate. You know, go to this gate. And by the way, you know, there's like duty-free shopping. So, so yeah, it it does solve real problem, and 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 we we strongly encourage our customers to to build these type of experiences because you know one thing is like PR and and being the first to you know build something, but another is actually to optimize and create this amazing experience. That is a great application. And what about uh, enterprise applications? You know, kind of. The, Helping your workforce be more efficient. Are you seeing anything there? Yeah. So, so uh, we see a very strong trend uh, in something we call smart workplace. So, uh, you know, especially these days, uh, different companies in, are trying to reinvent and reimagine how actually people collaborate in a physical, you know, office. You know, and there's a lot of it going on with like Slack and 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 on other enterprise software. And we have uh, seen um, amazing innovations there. So some are as simple as replacing badges and NFC with beacons and apps. So basically, as, as, you know, as, as, as soon as you have your corporate app, the doors are open, right? So there's no need for badge and, and, and like, you know, swiping card just to enter the building. So like a lot of there. So basically, access control. We also see a lot of optimization around conference room experience and you know you know that inside every large organization conference room is like people constantly fighting who has booked what and where is available and 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 and, and where they are and, and so so we've seen many companies trying to solve that problem with beacons and software so we've seen amazing companies they they detect when you entered the conference room it's immediately booked for you when you left it's available 
right? We also seen companies innovating, you know, pushing agenda. When you enter the meeting, the agenda is being pushed, or some rules. Maybe it's maybe there are some rules behind the meeting, uh, or, or where you, where you when you finish the meeting, they will remind you about follow up. They will also report who has who has met different, you know, who has met which team. So um, so these are like some applications, and of course onboarding right so it's it's something that office, at office you do very often you have constantly new team members and you want to tell them you know where is tea where is kitchen you know how to use the printer and where is different team located who they are so we see a lot of applications around that space as well and also very simple apps like you know assets tracking you know where is this projector or where is my coworker you know which floor uh, they are today um, so, so yeah, we are extremely bullish on on, on the workplace, and uh, and we also believe that if you think deeply what Microsoft did initially with PC and 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 Windows, uh, it was actually Office applications that that took off initially with the word processing and Excel. So we also expect that Office might be a good territory for uh, you know initial use cases of beacons. Yeah, I think if you can make workers more efficient, then you've got a huge, huge market. Yeah. Um, just go back to access control, uh, because that's a, just, that is a magical experience. If doors can start to open, but historically when people have tried to use beacons in that space, there have been all sorts of challenges with multi-pathing and, you know, not the door doesn't open or the door opens for the wrong person. Uh, is, is that a solved problem now? Is that where your kind of new beacons come in? Is that something that, uh, a use case that you would apply for the new beacons where you can have the different uh, signals at different strengths? Yeah, so, so, so that's, a, that's a brilliant question. So, you know, we all need to realize one fact that, that the physical world and the radio waves are just really hot and really complex, right? So, so that's why there's so many companies optimizing antenna design and radio wave propagation because you're right. You know, Bluetooth signal, 2.4 gigahertz, is being absorbed by human body. Um, there's like multi-path, there's some interference. So, so th th there are these challenges. And from the user exper experience, like people expect very consistent experience, right? Because if, if I enter the, you know, if I am in the London underground and I swipe my card, I just expect within like 10 milliseconds the doors to be open so I can go through. And I'm frustrated if it happens like, you know, 10 milliseconds later, right? So, so you're right. There are many challenges and um, we are trying to solve some of these with the new beacons. And also we see more and more sophisticated setup that is actually making sure that, that, it, that it works properly. But um, but yeah, you're right. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna take some time to figure out the perfect antenna um, the layout or the installation scheme. That's good expectation setting. So I got a, just a couple more questions, and we should wrap up. Um, so um, you know, one is uh, last one about the verticals. Uh, what about healthcare? I mean, talk about place where money is spent. Any um, use cases that you're seeing in healthcare that should inspire people? Yeah, so uh, you know, health, healthcare has uh, so much potential, and we see many great companies innovating. So there are companies they uh, leverage location technologies and beacons to to um, to locate you know staff and and doctors in the space, and we also see companies, especially here in the US, 
where they are trying to very precisely measure the usage of different machines like you know ultrasonograph and some other machines because of the you know insurance uh, uh, cost and uh, they are some companies that are also um, especially for the for the, uh, for the uh, healthcare of like for senior people they're trying to build some geofences and be notified whenever a patient is actually moving uh, outside the desired zone of safety. Uh, there are also some amazing use cases where um, uh, there are geofences creating in conference rooms and doctors, they can access on iPad particular information only in a specific place, specific time. When they leave their room, the information will be gone. So, so we, see, uh, we see fascinating applications. The only challenge with healthcare is that, you know, it's not only, it, it, it takes time to like, you know, like retailers, they, they are still, retailers, they're still trying to figure out their technology competences. They are building tech talent. They are investing into mobile teams. And, and, and the same is like in the healthcare because, you know, historically they don't have that talent and they need to kind of bring agencies, and it takes it takes time, and also in addition, healthcare is it's more regulated and, and more restrictions on, on interference with other devices. So so there's amazing potential, but it just takes time, and uh, and there are some you know challenges you know these companies they need to solve. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> This week we are at Google uh, uh, I.O. and then we've been absolutely you know, blown away by you know the, the progress that Google made uh, as a company in, in terms of like beacons and, and proximity. So, uh, so if, if, if you want, I can just quickly comment you know what we, what we have learned yesterday. So there are like two amazing features that are coming uh, for every you know beacon innovator. So the first feature is that in the past, in order to deliver amazing experience to the consumer, that consumer had to download an app ahead, right? So if you, so for example, if you are a Target customer, you have to download Target app, go to Target, and then your app will benefit of, you know, of the presence of Beacon. But if you don't have a Target app, you know, nothing can be achieved. You know, Target cannot collect data, and you cannot also um, experience these magic experiences. So Google is trying to solve it with nearby API. So basically, it will be possible for the for the for the phone to receive notifications from beacons even if you don't have an app installed. And they do it uh, by integrating beacons with the Google Play app that you know is being distributed you know more than a billion users so so when you for example enter guggenheim museum in new york and you don't have the app google play app will surface the information and you will be actually able to just push one button and 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 and, and download that app so that's like that's one uh, amazing kind of innovation that is like really will help the beacons and, and, and all these proximity experiences to, to spread out. And another is something they call instant, you know, instant app uh, downloads or experiences. So basically, uh, Google has changed a little bit the architecture of Android 
So now you don't have to download the app in order to experience in order to experience it. So it's, it sounds like magic, but it does work. <laughs> so basically, uh, let's just imagine that uh, I want to send you a link to the Yelp restaurant, uh, you know, uh, review. So basically, if I do it uh, through Messenger, in the past you had to download the Yelp app, open the open the app, navigate to that place. So now, when you hit the link I send you, the Yelp app will open and that particular experience, native experience, uh, will be delivered to you despite the fact that you don't have the Yelp app. So I don't know how they do it, whether they download some elements of the app in the background, but it's, it's amazing. So it's basically blending this you know, web and native um, in a way, in a completely new way. So, so if, you, if we combine it with physical web, this is another initiative by Google, where beacons can actually broadcast URLs, then we will end up in a completely new world where you enter museum or enter the you know, park meter and approach the park meter uh, or enter an airport gate and you will be able to experience a micro experience that might consist of transaction, might consist of content, without the need of downloading an application. So it's like a, it's a it's a groundbreaking uh, innovation by Google, and they they did a great job. Very cool. I'm excited, and my dog Fairbanks is excited as well. You may have heard him in the background. So um, just we've got Scott Jensen from Google coming on in a couple of weeks uh, to talk about latest on physical web, but I'd love to get your perspective on how quickly you think people are going to get used to browsing the physical web. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's I believe in it, uh, but I just worry about whether people are going to figure out that they can browse these URLs that are coming from beacons. Uh, well, so physical web is another initiative from Google that um, uh, been you know well well designed and and well thought. Uh, so 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 basically, what they did initially, they created this module, this kind of scanner that's like scanning all these physical uh, uh, web beacons. And in the beginning, it was just a standalone app. There wasn't that much value. But what they did, they integrated that module with Chrome which is an, another property that Google has with more than a billion users, right? And also that module is now being integrated not only with the, by the Chrome browser, but by the Opera browser and some other browsers. So, so, so we see, uh, again, apps that are installed, that are pre-installed by default, such as you know, Chrome, that they are, again, able to pick up the signal from beacons and, and also uh, navigate you to, to either the website, either the, either, either the app. And, and, a, and a really cool initiative is something that's called Web Bluetooth. And, and this is the browser uh, that is capable of opening the website and through the JavaScript and through the HTML actually talking to beacons. So this is amazing. So if you have GPIO beacons connected to your garage door, there is no need for an app anymore because there could be a little website that can just open when you approach it, you push a button, and through the JavaScript, it will trigger the, uh, the garage door uh, to be open. So, so yeah, so you know, we, we are extremely excited about the physical web. And, and of course, it's not a technology challenge. It's more like a user experience and UI challenge, you know, how people uh, will find these 
messages and these notifications. And Google did a great job. So this is something that's called, um, I think, like a lower priority message. So basically, it's not buzzing. It's, you just to swipe down to see what's possible. So when you approach Park Meter, you just swipe down and you see it's there. You can hit and pay. So, so they did a really great job designing it from the user experience um, perspective. And also, we need to remember that the physical web is not only the, pro is not only the scanner, but it's also centralized uh, cloud-based uh, technology, which means all these URLs, before they will be presented in the Chrome, they actually need to be resolved by the Google Cloud or Google technology. And we know that Google is great at building relevant, you know, links and, and content. So hopefully, this is also uh, prevent, you know, from spammers, you know, spamming people with, un, you know, with non-relevant content. So, um, so we are extremely excited, and and we see, uh, we we're looking forward to seeing the sessions by Scott and another uh, uh, Google team members today. And um, uh, it's it's it sounds that you know this technology and beacons are you know more and more. Um, uh, available for consumers to interact with. Very good. Well, Jacob, we're going to have to wrap up. We could easily do another hour, but um, uh, I'm just going to thank you for doing an, a marvelous job. Great insight into the background to your company that's uh, that's done so much uh, very cool work. And, awesome. Uh, I, just, I, just want, yeah. I just want to say uh, one last thing because yeah. this is like a really new cool product that uh, we're actually okay. announcing uh, actually today. So, so what you can see I have on my on my body today. It's actually a T-shirt with like a built-in physical web beacon <sighs> in it. So, so basically, uh, today uh, during the Google I/O, we are announcing um, that for the developers and in the community, there will be available an app that you can just download from the Google Play, and that app will enable you to. Um, to configure what kind of URL you want to broadcast as a human body. Right? So you can set up your GitHub account, you can set up your LinkedIn profile, and suddenly all the developers or all the people around you that have Chrome, they will be able to actually you know, see who you are and you know, they will be able to engage with your your profile. So you know, as you know, developers, they love t-shirts, so yes. now they will be able actually to um, to uh, interact with uh, with your physical web URLs and and you know since uh, uh, we are running this interview you know anyone who is watching you know just just you know tweet us just just reach out uh, to us on Twitter and we'll just send you some. Wonderful, that's a great offer. So they should tweet Estimote and uh, mention. Yeah. They uh, should tweet. We have like limited budget, so you know first first come first serve. But you know anyone who will mention us. Uh, you know, we'll be more than happy to send you some, so you can try. You can set up your different whatever you want. If you want like a Tinder profile, that's fine. You know, just go be creative. Very good. Well, Jacob, thanks for that generous offer. Thanks for being a great guest, and thanks everyone for for tuning in to this uh, co-production with uh, our friends at Proxbook and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beaker System. Um, uh, we're having a lot of fun here. Hopefully, you're finding it interesting. Jacob, thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Take care. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20 plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.